This Christmas message, given by Pastor Stephen Young at the Second Sunday United Methodist Church, December 24th, 2023. It's good to be with you this, this night. Uh, would you join me as I pray? Oh God, we come to you tonight asking for your divine mercy and presence, the peace and rest we can find in Christ. Come and teach us your way of salvation, your way of love and peace and joy and hope. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. So if your life were a piece of music, how would you envision it sounding? Would it be a song characterized by upbeat tempos of lifting rhythms and melodies? Or perhaps it would resonate in gentle, slow, minor key melodies and melancholic tones. Could it be a symphony of highs and lows, harmonies and dissonances, weaving together to create a rich and diverse composition that reflects the full range of experience, emotions of life journey? I understand for many of us gathered here tonight, including myself, the connection between our life journey and music might not be immediately clear. We're not musicians like Audrey or the, our choir members. However, as, as someone said, there is music in all things. There is music in the sighing of a reed. There's a music in the whisper of winter wind. There's a music in the gentle fall of snowflakes. There's a music in all things if we humans had ears to listen to. Now the job of musician is to echo the sound and turn it into the music. If music is a language of the heart, I believe our life journey could also be reflected and translated into the language of music. Now, let's envision someone hearing the music of your life in its entirety. What story do you think it would tell them? How do you think the music would sound to the person, to the world, and to God? And I remember talking to a middle-aged, hard-working professional man whose life was filled with all kinds of accomplishment, honor, and success. But as I was hearing his story, I felt like I was listening to music that evokes a sound and sense of intensity 
restlessness, and loneliness. In a sense, it sounded like music with no breath marks. I was trying to find the uh, clicker. It's gone. <laughs> Where? Could you move the next slide, please? <laughs> um. You know breath mark in music, right? It's a symbol used to indicate where a musician should take a breath while performing. Is there? It's gone. <laughs> it's gone. It's okay. We can go without it. We can go without it. You know, music without breath marks would be a continuous, uninterrupted flow of sound, which could also be interpreted as passionate and driven. However, at some point, it might make you feel overwhelmed, exhausted, and restless. Why? Because the unbroken stream of music without a breath mark wouldn't allow time for the music to settle and for the emotions to resonate. Have you ever played a game where whoever sings a song for the longest without breathing in wins? As you gradually lose breath control, it's likely to produce an ugly, unpleasant sound towards the end. I'm sure you heard the sound. Reflecting on our human history, it seems... Our world has been as restless as that, filled with constant hostility, noise, and chaos. In the midst of ceaseless unrest and discord in the world, I believe the arrival of the Christ baby was like putting a big breath mark in the music of human history. It changed everything. You know, a breath mark looks like a coma. Think about the breath mark, uh, which is in the next slide. You see, the uh, coma looks like the breath mark, right? And you know, putting a coma can change the meaning of the sentence. It can change the meaning of what you can say. Someone says to you, I'm sorry, I love you. What do you hear? In the next slide, there are two meanings, two things it can mean. With a coma, meaning changes. You apologize and then says, I love you. Some may think a little coma would be no big deal. The next slide. But no, it's actually a big deal. In the same way, the coming of Christ transformed the meaning of our human experience. Do you know why? Because God was in it. God was in it. 
because God was there with us. As Bishop William Williamson noted, if we can put the gospel in seven words, it will be this: God refuses to be God without us. God refuses to be God without us. What if we put it in three words? God with us. What about put it in one word? Emmanuel. Emmanuel. In the presence of Emmanuel, the world heard the good news, and it was joy to the restless world. The world encountered the Savior who calls and promises rest and renewal, saying, "Come, all who are weary, I will give you rest." His coming transformed the meaning of our lives. That deemed futile and meaningless. That's why God had to put on flesh, and came down to dwell among us. As the Gospel of John proclaims in its beginning, the Word became flesh, and made His dwelling among us. God refused to be God without us. God wanted to be with us, experiencing. What it's like to be full. What it's like to be empty. What it's like to be hungry and thirsty. What it's like to be happy and sad. What it's like to be upset and angry. What it's like to be in pain and agony. What it's like to find rest and peace in God. You know, in the book of Genesis, the cycle of creation was made full and complete with rest and pause. Rest was the capstone of creation, and without it, the creation would be incomplete and unfinished. Christ is the capstone of God's salvation. Without Him, the world would remain restless, hopeless. Friends, if you think that you have been out of the rhythm of finding rest in God because of your job, or busyness, for whatever reason, I invite you to turn to Christ and embrace Him, because He is the divine breath mark in the music of your life. Welcome Him into your hearts. Invite Him to direct your music, the life of music. Ask him to play the song of hope, the song of peace, the song of love, the song of joy that the world needs to hear through you. I heard the story of a boy whose mother played the piano at her little church for 37 years. She tried to teach him to play the piano, but he wasn't very good. She would teach him the name of the notes, what a major key is, what a minor key is. She tried to teach him musical theory, but he wasn't good at music. He was bored. Then one day she told him that the best news in the world is found by playing a simple scale on the piano. She had no idea what she meant, but she told him. Play an eight-note scale and invite、uh, Audrey to play it. 
sounds like that. And he said, how is that good news? His mom said he played it incorrectly and that he needed to play it the other way. So he did. Listen to the music. Again, he said, how is that good news? She said that he played it the right way, but he needed to add the pauses. The pauses, the pauses. Add them on the first, second, fourth, sixth, seventh, and last note. He was frustrated and said, how can eight pauses with the random poses be the best news in the world? Then he got up, walked away, went outside. He didn't care what she was talking about. He didn't like playing the piano anyway. Well, eight years later, her mom got sick and passed away. And as he was thinking about her, he remembered what she, what she told him about the piano, the best news. Not only that, he still remembered the notes she told him to pause. First, second, fourth, sixth, seventh, and last note. So he sat down at her piano and played a scale with the pauses. Listen to the music. And that's when he realized the good news she was talking about. Friends, as we celebrate the good news of Christmas, let us embrace the divine breathmark the pauses that God has given us, the, the rest God has given us through Jesus Christ. As we celebrate the good news of Christmas, may this joy be yours as you welcome Jesus as your Savior. May you taste the hope and mercy he offers you as you receive him as your Savior. May you feel his peace as you accept that he is your Emmanuel. May you find Christ, God's breath mark, to your life. Amen.